I am so confused. Is he gay or is he straight? Well, it's not that simple anymore. The real question is, is he a straight gay man or is he a gay straight man? The gay straight man was a new strain of heterosexual male spawned in Manhattan as the result of overexposure to fashion, exotic cuisine, musical theater, and antique furniture. Well, hopefully he's a gay straight man. Hey guys. Hey Mirandas. That we welcome have back. we have welcome back. We have season two, episode eleven. Um we apologize for some technical difficulties this week on the pod. Um, thank you for the loyal listeners who sent me a text saying that there was um, uh, a mis-upload. Wait, shoot. People were, god damn it, people were texting <laughs> it, was, it was my mom and Grace. It's okay. okay it was, good, loyal, good, good, supportive good. fans. <laughs> um, good. So, yeah, but we have a great episode to discuss today. Yes. I, can, I absolutely love this episode. Can I provide some context to the technical difficulties? Aside from us just, like, yeah. not being, like you know, like professionals. Um, Apple We're not is- Joe Rogan. <laughs> this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, no, Apple actually, um, I'd uploaded it and then I tried and then realized, oh shoot, I put the wrong one. And Apple's actually like Apple podcast, just so everyone knows, heads up. They're planning on doing a subscription service with their podcasts, which is like, there's like three different tiers. You can either do free like as a podcaster, or you can do like free with some added benefits and like the benefits you'd pay for, like a signed whatever or bonus episodes, or just full on paid. And I, it's just interesting because I think they're trying to like copy like Patreon models or. But also, it's I don't know weird. how that. I don't know how that works because a lot of people listen through like Alexa or Google Podcasts or mm. so. Anyway, that's just a, a just a, a fun and flirty. We side will note. be moving to Tumblr. <laughs> we will be moving <laughs> our content to Tumblr. If you have one, great. If you don't, oh yeah, I had a Tumblr for a long time in college. Yes, yeah. Like oh, I right, tumbled right, right. Yeah, from <laughs> from like senior year of high school, maybe, and I was obsessed with Tumblr. <laughs> Meme queen. Meme queen. That was before. Like, yeah, that was it. Was great for um, Instagram. So, that was Stories. a little background on the podcast, um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about this episode today. Yes. I'm really okay. excited about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Okay, so why don't we, as I say, get into it. Get into it. Okay. So what episode S- number is this? This episode is episode 11, and 11. even when I was taking my notes, I was confused. We're in the thick of season two, and it is getting good. Mm-hmm. So this is season two, episode 11, Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, in this episode, Carrie tries le- tries leaving some, like, feminine products at Big's place with mixed results and it's the most pathetic ending to the show ever. Um, Miranda kind of mourning her breakup with Steve finds out from her gynecologist that she has indeed a lazy ovary which leads her to one of the funniest dates ever in this series. I thought it was so freaking funny. Um, Charlotte, who I think is the star of this episode, dates a pastry chef from Chelsea who she thinks is gay, but he's not. And it's very confusing and it's absolutely hilarious. And in this episode, Samantha tries to get revenge on her ex, Dominic, and ends up falling a little bit short. So that's just a quick summary. There's Okay, so there's good stuff to harvest from. I'm just going to name a few things right now. One, I would love to talk about revenge fantasy. Um, if you've had one, um, 
<laughs> I'm very I, excited right now. I want to talk about sexual souvenirs. So, like, yes. things that you might have left at someone's apartment or vice versa. Um, I do want to talk about maintain like being a creature of mystery as Charlotte puts it and like, you know, not showing your, you know, hygienic cards, if you will, like, cause Carrie wants to leave like a blow dryer and un- underwear, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, um, also we can talk about lazy ovaries. Why not? Like fertility. Let's get into fertility, it. Fertility. Fertility. Let's do it. So we've got a lot to talk about and, and also spectrum of, um, not just sexuality, but sex, the expression of sexuality. And given that Charlotte is dating what they called, is he, as they asked, like, is he a gay straight man or a straight gay man? So I think that, I think we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. Oh, and I think that's why I liked this episode so yes. much. Because while I was watching it now, you know, I have this like critical lens I can't take <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm just constantly analyzing. And I was like, wow, there's actually a really a lot to get into. I think... You know, let's give Miranda the spotlight right now, and we let's can talk do about Miranda's plot and the con. The she t- she decides to go off birth control, right? Yes. She is no longer with Steve. Decides to go off birth control. Yes. Her gynecologist says she has lazy ovary, and yes. she <clears throat> is to she's taking these hormones, and she may freeze her eggs. I do think that insurance should cover egg freezing for women. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't know. I think they shouldn't cover a lot of things. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That wouldn't be the... I wouldn't put that at the top of my list, to be honest. Um, But I think it should be covered. Um, And it's it's also not like the most outlandish thing. You know, I think down the line, it it, it might really help in the whole process of fertility. But um, I... um, yeah, what I thought was hilarious is... <laughs> yes, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> There's too much to say. The way that this episode started <laughs> is Carrie's being like, <laughs> like, said something along the lines of, there's nothing more humiliating than going to the gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, like wait... Oh- is that humiliating like it's maybe unpleasant at times but it's not humiliating i know i know and that just tells you a lot about it tells you a lot about carrie and also just where like women's health sexual health was in like 1998 oh god Um, but and i did i think miranda did play because there is a level of like awkwardness right when you go to the gynecologist i'd always text my sister like i'm nervous right now going in Mm. like there's that level of fear when you put your legs in the stirrup and it's just like (laughs) spread them and you're just like oh here we go (laughs) so i think i like how miranda played it like the overly talkativeness and the kind of explaining yourself and she's like okay i'll just be quiet now um but I, I thought this plot line with Miranda was really um, interesting because it's one of the plot lines that carries through the series when it, you know, when she does eventually get pregnant, this plot line still kind of carries through with Steve and she's like, there's this like one line that she eventually says where he's like, he has one ball and I have one ovary. Like it's the special Olympics yeah. of fertility, which yeah, is like yeah, such yeah. a great line um, <laughs> in the future. But this, I, I, I particularly liked this plot line at the end of the episode when she's on the date with the guy with the hair transplant you know clearly she's feeling like maybe I should just get back out there and you know and he's they're sitting at this date 
but he has these noticeable hair plugs, hair transplant. And he's like, you know, let's talk about it. I'm open about it. And, and, and she's like, no, I really respect that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, then she starts sharing her fertility and like, I'm taking these hormones. I'm going to get my eggs frozen, yada, yada. And his like, face I don't know if I, yeah. Right? And his face starts mm-hmm. off like, hmm, okay, like smiling, pleasant. And then it kind of turns. Freezing your eggs? Yeah, you know, like a fertility savings account. I think it would take the pressure off. It removes the whole biological clock issue. Yeah, but it raises a lot of other issues. Such as? Such as? Uh, what is all this reproductive technology doing for us? I mean, do we want desperate women having babies at 50? Maybe some people aren't supposed to procreate. Maybe this is the world's way of weeding out the weak. And when she starts talking about the freezing of the eggs, he's like, well, you know, science, maybe we should just weed these women out. And and he's just kind of like making her feel so bad. And this is my first Miranda-ism of the episode. It feels good to be sarcastic. It's so good. Dakota and I played this, paused it twice to listen to it. <laughs> and he's just like going on about science, fertility, like what, yada, yada. And Miranda says, hey, I don't need to be lectured about science by a man who's doing crop rotation on his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of my favorite lines. It's amazing. We we were cracking up because he really does look (laughs) absolutely awful. Um, Why don't we just eliminate men altogether? Hey, I don't need to be lectured about science by a man who's doing crop rotation on his forehead. It's also just like. I mean, it, the reason why it's a great line is that she's pointing out the hypocrisy of him talking about, like, scientific and technological intervention on the human body. And, like, and here he is with his hair plugs. Bad ones, I love it, too. Doing crop rotation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think with, you know, Miranda's pilot, I mean, we can get more into it, but I, I loved it pretty much for that one line and then also I think it's an issue that women face like we feel that remember the time we were at the bar and that guy said to you about your biological clock we were probably like 24 wait I'm sorry I don't remember this one okay I remember everything oh no me I'm god I'm trying to think is this the same guy who said I looked like fucking Elaine Elaine from (laughs) no no he said you looked like Captain Keener Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who said I looked like Elaine from Seinfeld. And I was like, is that your opener, buddy? (laughs) No. No, he said you looked like, (laughs) he said something like, he made some comment about your biological clock. And we were just floored because we were like 24, 25. And (laughs) we were just like shocked that (laughs) a man who was like trying to kind of hit on us would ever mention biological clock. <laughs> and then, but I, I think. Wait, where some, was this? Was this okay, in, it was New in New York the, or in Definitely New York in the East Village. I oh, remember this oh so shocked. I think Grace might have been with us maybe. I don't know. Because I remember someone called Why did they bring out. up my, I, I vaguely remember this. Wait, why did he bring up my biological clock? I don't remember. Was he and just kind of negging me on? Because that's how negging, he. Negging, Definitely. Definitely kind yeah. of like poking and maybe because he's so fucking. Know. You know how you know if you're a fucking basic dude is if you like literally have to like insult a woman in order for them to like get your attention. Engage like with you. that, yeah. That's how you think it works, but honestly, we read right through that shit. Anyway, that was just my PSA for the aside for any male listeners who like to neg people yes (laughs) doesn't work no but i remember him mentioning biological clock and and i do think that is a real thing that women feel which is like ooh, 
Um, I am afraid I'm not going to have kids. Maybe I should have kids. I want to have kids. You know, and it's this like transit, like transitional time between 27 and like 35 of like, <gasps> like, yeah, what am I doing? Maybe it's just me. I know other women I know I've talked to feel that way. Yeah, I'm personally like, I'm going to be 32 this year and I, um, I'm not, not really ready. worried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm honestly, I'm, I like, I'm not worried about a biological clock ticking, to be honest. I mean, maybe that's because I'm in a partnership, but either way, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I just, and maybe, maybe because I also am not like the, like, so obsessed with having kids, the idea of it. But at the same time, it's like, that just, that's shit you, that you don't, it just, it, you don't need that extra burden, you know? I know. It's psychological, and you don't need it. And you're right. <laughs> just get also, rid of those. Yeah, and it's it, the thing that's yeah. It's just funny because it's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. There's some things with science like tech and technology now that I think is kind of weird and not natural, especially with things with genetics and trying to like map out how like someone might look or whatever, you know, ahead of time. But like. Honestly, like freezing your eggs is not like that's just like I don't know. Like I NBD. It's like <laughs> good god, that's like nothing. It's nothing at this point. I kind of wish that I had done it at like twenty five. I know that sounds yeah. weird, but I, I really think back and I'm like, ooh, that would have been so nice because I think I would have. I think yeah. there is a level of like I. I mean, then again, my. I mom mean, are your eggs fresher at twenty five? Like, oh yeah. Haven't you seen that chart? There's a chart of like how they decline in, like, quote-unquote freshness, which is kind of a weird thing. But you know, does like that – I mean, I know, but, like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, anything can happen. Like, you could have, like, a fucking fugly child at, like, 20, <laughs> 24, you know? But it doesn't – But it's a like, fresh egg. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does fresh even mean at that point? I don't know. It's, like, genetically at, at its peak. Um, you know it. what? We could go down this road <laughs> for a long time. And again, this is where we need to, as as our friend Heather called, we need to call dial an expert. Where we are not experts on fertility, <laughs> freezing eggs, genetics. So um, go listen to like fucking Invisibilia if you want, or like NPR or like Radio Do they know better? Or Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah, go listen to fucking Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, Mike. since he has all the answers. Oh, Surrey is going on. Um, okay, I. Oh God! What what plot line should we talk about next? I'm really um, like Charlotte's is so good. Well, just one more note on the the gynecology okay. thing is like Carrie said, like there's nothing more humiliating than going to the gynecologist unless unless it's having to tell your gyno <laughs> that you don't want to be on the pill anymore. And I was like, what? <laughs> like that's so still, basically still doesn't make sense. What's to me, even but... more embarrassing than going to the gyno is having to tell them that you don't want to take birth control anymore. You're not <laughs> sleeping with someone. Like th- there's so what? many layers of fucked up to that that it's just like where does one begin? Yeah. And so okay, so basically it, the next scene shoots to Miranda. You know she hears that she's a lazy ovary talking to the girls at dinner saying, "I know what this is." My right ovary has given hope that I will ever get married and have kids. And that's my Miranda-ism of the episode. At least I one know. of them. I like, cause, yeah, because there's a lot of good isms this episode. Um, God, I'm, like, forgetting that, like, brunch scene. Does Oh, wait. That's when Carrie's – all her shit falls out of her bag. 
Well, and that's when we, we get into the Carrie plot line. That's what I, I'm thinking of. I can't figure out what's more shocking. That big <laughs> that big won't let her keep stuff at his apartment or that Carrie's picking up the bill. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I got this. And then like I, her underwear flies out of her purse. I think it's that the more shocking is that she's picking up the bill. 100%. <laughs> Like we we expect bigs Bigs. to be like hoops and you know reclusive and you know, but I know that was also shocking. I I remember being like, "Wow, she's got it." That's that's really. And it was like also like the weirdest underwear, like it's like lacy nude thong. And not that I'm not wearing one right now, but (laughs) (laughs) it was just so sad. It was so sad that she can't leave stuff there. Yeah, it's also Carrie, get your underwear off the dinner table, please, (laughs) right now. Get your panties off my toast. What are you doing? Um. Oh my god. So this is when though we have some of our great like Carrie history lessons. It's like the riddle of the Sphinx. <laughs> this episode, you know, because it's called evolution, yeah. we have a lot of like anthropological terms thrown <laughs> haphazardly around. And so when K- Carrie is like crouched down in Big's bathroom, blow drying her hair, and I and I don't know, was she supposed to look like a monkey or something? Like you know, <laughs> blow and drying her hair like <laughs> some sort of small tool. And then she stands up and she says this thing. She's like, hmm. Ancient man left cave drawings to prove they existed. I left a hair pro 1200. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Well, first of all, she's referring to it, the archae- archaeological relics of our sexual history. <laughs> and then she goes into this whole caveman spiel about how they left drawings so that they could XYZ. And I'm like, honestly, like, I think the caveman just, like, did drawings because they were bored as fuck. Like, I don't think they were like, I want Carrie Bradshaw to, like, talk about us. <laughs> Let me stake my claim! <laughs> Hear me roar! Here's my <laughs> yeah, so it's like, dude, we have no other shit to do. Again, dial an expert. We don't know why. Why did people do cave drawings? We don't yeah. know, but... I don't think they had that intelligence to be like, man, I wish someone acknowledged us. <laughs> this will stick it to them. Take this, history books. <laughs> like, and she's just so proud of her stupid little hair dryer on the shelf. And then she's like, she's like, it's like an experiment, you know. And like, she starts leaving sociology. Things. And she's like, you know, um, Jane Goodall watching big, the Neanderthal look through, like, and she's like peering, like, ooh, what will he do with these new tools? It's just sad. And like, he clearly is kind of confused. There's like tampons, whatever. And, you know, I don't know. This plot line to me is like peak big and carry because I was like, just carry. Why don't you just tell him that you want to leave some stuff there? Again, it's like and she has to do an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, what was the name of the blow dryer? Can you say it again? Because I the it was the Hair Pro twelve hundred, the looked, smallest hair dryer I've ever seen. I looked it up, and you can find it if you're interested on eBay for like twenty five dollars. But it's just like a Conair. I think it's Conair blow dryer. It's oh like, God, it's not a good blow dryer for those curls. I know. And, you know, I, you know, shout out to Carrie. I love her hair long and straight. It looks yeah, great. Love it. I can see love that it. she has to keep blowing it out to make it smooth. Yeah. Um, but this plot line, you know, kind of 
of course, leads Big and Carrie to this moment of, like, revelation mm-hmm. in which he ends up coming over. And he's like, oh, you forgot some stuff. And she's like, oh. And he brings all the shit she left there back. And then, you know, she finally kind of talks to him, like, you know, I need to leave stuff there. Like, I don't look like this also, when I wake again, up. I need to leave a few things. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, he's, like, pretty stubborn, I find. Like, he was married. He was married. Like, did his wife, like... Does he not understand that, like, sh- it's she might want to leave a item there? Like, it's not a big deal. And do you know what's also, now that I'm thinking about it, is that how many times have they probably had sleepovers and he never even thought to ask? Like, do you do you need me to make space for you? Like, do you want to keep some stuff here? Like, that right. is such a red flag. Like, you're, you're, the partner you're with didn't even consider you and your needs. Or even at the bare minimum, instead of even asking, just seeing her shit and leaving it there. It's more of an inconvenience to pack up all her stuff, bring it's a power it. To- move. Yes, exactly. And so I don't know. That's just <gasps> that Dakota just- was watching from the kitchen because he was like cooking something, and he's like, oh, "Heady play, like what is Big <laughs> doing? Oh God!" Like I, I remember when Dakota and I, like we weren't living together yet, but I was sleeping over there so much. I go to work, and I didn't have like underwear. I didn't have clothes. I'd like I'd like wear his sweaters to work. Yeah. And then like one day he just like I came there, and there was like a drawer empty for me. It was a drawer in his dresser. Well, that's really and in, nice. In New York, like you don't have space to give. Yeah, no, no, but, like, no, space no way. Was given. Yeah. And I just think like. Man, we were like twenty seven. Big, you're like forty something. What are you doing? Like forty seven. Um, well, yeah. it's also it's also just like oh, I don't know. It's like I've had one night stands be more accommodating to me <laughs> than big. You know what I mean? Do you need contact solution? You know, like anything. And yeah, yeah. Do oh, you? God. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I've literally borrowed a freaking Quip toothbrush from like a guy I was casually dating. Okay, and so like, then <clears> this <throat> leads us to the end of the episode, Gilly. Where they're in bed, they're cuddling in the morning, you know, her stuff isn't there anymore. They wake up, she's like, kind of says this passive-aggressive thing, like, I'll just make sure I have all my stuff. Like, looking around the bathroom, and he's like, you know, get that gorgeous ass back here, whatever. He's just as clearly in his own world. She then goes into the bathroom to look for something. She opens a drawer, and she's like, (gasps) and she sees a picture of them. Like, a black and white picture folded under a towel. Yeah. And she says, which is the most pathetic thing I think she said. I know. And then I realized I didn't have to worry about leaving something behind. I was there already. <laughs> Carrie, what the fuck? That doesn't solve your problem not having fresh underwear or or eye makeup remover. Like, what are you talking about? Just because there's a photo of you in the drawer, that's enough? It's so sad. It's it's and also, so it was stashed in the drawer, like freaking. It wasn't on display. <laughs> like freaking, like bad, like old bag of pot. Like it wasn't like. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like in a book, like as a bookmark. It wasn't like out on the thing. It was just like shamed and you could see the wheel spinning where she's like he thinks of me like i'm there yes i'm hidden away in a drawer underneath a towel and i'm gonna put it back and like it was so sad and then and then she like gets back all giddy is like okay i'll stay a little longer (laughs) and then and then she says it was a small step for mankind but it was a really big step for big so now we're like the moon landing you know like we've gone past the the cave drawings now we're at the moon landing revolution like they've taken us on a historical journey 
<laughs> I don't know. This episode, man, oh is... Oh, my God. They it's, are too much. And it's... It's for all that the cavemen did for us. <laughs> it's a very small step from big. It's not it's big. A very small step to the picture behind. It's but a big is, step for a big. <laughs> I know. And, like, but this is actually... it. This season is making me understand carry a little bit when the breakup <laughs> happens because big was so withholding which breakup are we talking about I don't the know. second one the I, Natasha i'm saying one? The, the one that happens in like when he goes to paris you know like yes 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 like yes. you understand how that withholding like well you can go if you don't you know whatever when he like she it's like oh well i'll go to paris too yada yada so oh like, my god no i understand is like leading up to like her blowout which no, I think she's, she's completely validated in that blowout. Like, what an I've asshole. I've got to have my sister on for that episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Catherine? Oh, I've got, oh yeah, Catherine would be great on this. Um, so It's but, so cruel. And then he comes back with a fucking... Oh. And honestly, okay, I know we're fast-forwarding everyone, but honestly, that coming back with, like, a new girlfriend thing, like, that is something that fucking happens. Like, that is some uh, real shit there. And you know what, Gilly? I think this is a perfect transition to revenge fancies oh <laughs> i did it i went there okay you are a great co-host <laughs> <laughs> um no i 100 percent. okay can, i didn't okay. even think about that before you said the word revenge fantasy and i know it was mentioned kind of loosely in the episode yeah but i really want to talk about this okay. because i have a lot to say so okay you, okay lead, lead okay. us so just just to uh, re- like reiterate, um, there's um, they're at the restaurant or a bar, all the girls, and all of a sudden they see Dominic, and Carrie's like, "Oh my God, that's Dominic!" And Charlotte's like, "Who's Dominic?" And Carrie explains the one like, who broke her heart, <laughs> like the only, pretty much the only man that's broke her heart. And then like you see Charlotte's face, and she's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like if, like damn, like if Samantha has a broken heart, that must be real. And so uh, Samantha has this; um, she wants to get back with him to like do a revenge fantasy, like revenge. What is it? Revenge fantasy, like basically. Yeah getting back at him for leave him high and dry because he left her for some supermodel Icelandic Anka, su- uh, Anka named Anka and so she has this whole fantasy in place you know Carrie I think the girls already know it's kind of a s- dangerous situ- situation to kind of do that um, but it, it did make me want to ask if you've ever had a revenge fantasy, because I, I definitely have, and 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 I've acted it out. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I don't know successfully or not. Okay, so should you go first then? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> <it> might, <laughs> maybe... Okay, you go first. Yeah. Okay. Trigger warning, everyone. Trigger warning. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I um, hate when I see those. Okay. There was this humongous tool names shall not be named basically like this person had led me on so much which is like i've learned now that i'm in my 30s i can fucking see it it's it's what we talked about a few episodes ago which is love bombing where they make you seem like you're the center of their universe and then you like 
are like, okay, like, all right, like, if you're going to take this serious, then here I am. Let me just kind of like adjust some things and like, all right, let's do this. And then this person, it, it kind of, kind of came out for months. I mean, I found out that he like had a girlfriend <laughs> who like lived in a different state. Um, who I, who, who I had heard was an ex from like a year or two before, but was, he was actually still dating, but he was just cheating on her as well. So that was the quote unquote ex-girlfriend. And meanwhile, it was, you know, I, I was so angry about it. And then months after it started slowly, like little things started piecing together for me. And obviously I did a stock of said person and then even more little pieces started occurring to me like when we were together like times that he would like you know go and see this person in the other city that she was in and I didn't know about this person I was like oh so that's where you were that weekend you weren't seeing a family member you were seeing this person so like little things started unraveling and then I started realizing uh, oh, this person's a humongous douche. And also it's like, there's clearly some like narcissism we're dealing with in this situation. My, like every, I think we all have revenge fantasies after we've been burnt or dumped or, or just like not getting the attention of somebody we want. Um, I like actually unintentionally acted it out. <laughs> it oh, happened. Gotta, all right. You got to share, Gilly. So basically, you know, anyone who's had a revenge fantasy knows that <laughs> in said fantasy, they want, they want to be like obviously looking amazing, right? Oh, yeah. Great outfit. Great outfit. Great hair. Great, great everything. And two, maybe with somebody else who's like obviously. more... <laughs> obviously or at least getting some great attention from somebody else and they also in the revenge fantasy it's as if the other person doesn't even exist yes exactly <laughs> so samantha in the episode she wants to get with this dominic guy just so she can reject him after she wants to lead him on so what happened is because i was delusional and 23 years old i thought um well like let's try and be friends right <laughs> <laughs> Your friendship uh, will be the world to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, your friendship means a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I thought I was going to, like, try and, like, maintain this friendship. But, like, you're, I'm also delusional that, like, I'm sure in the back of my head, which I didn't realize is I would hope it would, like, turn into something, you know? And basically what happens is I think I, like, ran into this person. Then we decided, hey, like, let's get drinks sometime or whatever. Yeah. And so we were just, like, drinking at this bar that was, like, a block from my house, Tradesman, that bar. And yes. then, and then I was like, "All right, like have a good night." <laughs> this fucker lived in like fucking Westchester. He was saying like, "Oh, like it's kind of late," and I was like, "Well, can you call your friends that live in like Bushwick or whatever?" Like I was like, "Sorry, like tomorrow's a work morning. I have to go to work," and he was like, "Oh, like I guess I could." And I was like, oh, well, okay. Basically, he, I told him he had to sleep on the floor. And it was like <laughs> the dead of winter. <laughs> and my Your two, apartment got cold. The mantras, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my two roommates at the time, Erica and Anna, her friend Anna from college, were like, no, like, Laura, like, 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 like sequestered me in my room like dude you like that's like really not nice so i was like yeah but like i really don't want like this person to sleep in my bed like 
I thought this person can just like go home to fucking Westchester. Yeah, and it's not it your like, responsibility to house somebody. I know. It's You're like, not an Airbnb. You're an Airbnb. What is this, a verbo? <laughs> <laughs> and and then I'm also like his friends like live a few stops away, yeah. like on the train. And so basically I said, Fine, you can sleep in my bed, but you cannot touch me. <laughs> And so this person slept in my bed and then, you know, five minutes in the lights were out. It's like, good night, good night. He then tries to snuggle up to me (gasps) and I literally, and I like, I still am oblivious to the situation. And I literally, I said, don't touch me. (laughs) Very nice, Gilly. (laughs) Well done. And then he didn't. And then we woke up the next, and then he was on his side, I was on my side. We woke up the next day, and he, like, went to the bathroom, and I was like, all right, good, like, have a good day, bye. And then it occurred to me, like, I think, like, a year or two later, I was like, oh, shit. I was so delusional. I thought that, like, a friendship could really work, but he thought I was using friendship as code for, like, stay over at my place. Oh, so you, but it's kind of great because you got to kind of reject him. I was so naive that it turned into a rejection. So it turned into a revenge <laughs> fantasy. In, in, in retrospect, you got revenge. You didn't know exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. I was, <laughs> and so the so I literally th- like realized, oh fuck, like you really rejected this person. Like not only did you make them sleep on the freezing cold floor at first. <laughs> He probably thought, like, my God, this girl plays games. <laughs> yeah. And then Uncle. I was like, shit, that loser thought he had it in the bag. And I was so dumb to think I could actually be friends with someone I dated. <sighs> so Yeah, that doesn't work. That so, that was, so that was pretty good, I have to say. And I felt I, pretty I good about it. that. I think my revenge fantasy, I've never actually had one, but I definitely thought of them and this there's a yes. term that i i believe that i coined this term <laughs> yes i, I know don't know term. it's called pg fantasies and pg are, fantasies and these are the fantasies that you have that are not necessarily sexual but they're just about like this was before <laughs> i had a serious relationship and i would have a fantasy of like going to like grocery shopping with somebody or like yeah. doing little things on a vacation and they're just these like fantasies and things you <laughs> think of before you date somebody like it's kind of pathetic now but like it was no it's, back then. it's not but one it's not pathetic because pg fantasies are real because honestly it's like they're actually like really like nice if you think about it you're like they're oh sweet. i just they're I sweet want to ti- i want to do just, normal quality time with somebody with somebody who i'm not doing those with but i want to do that well, sarah and i had been burned so bad oh, that like so many times <laughs> so <laughs> many bad so savagely like, if I could, we should do an episode where we just talk about some of the like fucked up, like weird, oh, quasi oh, breakup, oh. whatever. So, oh, but I I'm think ready. in my so not uh, the opposite of a PG fantasy would be like a revenge fantasy in which there's like this turned up energy of self presented to somebody, and it's always that I look amazing. Usually, mm-hmm. I have a spray tan on. Um, <laughs> usually, usually, my hair is a little bit blonder and a little bit more highlighted, and and I'm definitely like my best weight like I feel good I look good and this is my like crazy revenge fantasy it's usually that okay this is so embarrassing to admit, <laughs> but I'll just say it and I, cause I remember having this one when I was like um wait in, I'm like, a, mid-20s I don't I have might that know many this one. I so might I don't know. have that that many anymore because I'm like you know been dating Dakota for so long so who am I gonna get revenge against you know but 
it's always that like I'm walking into a bar and I look amazing, uh-huh. and then like the the guy who would get revenge is there talking to the guy that I'm meeting up with, and so it's kind <laughs> of like a you know like oh, that <laughs> that's that's her that's her. <laughs> Oh, 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 excuse me. Are you guys colleagues? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's so silly. It is. But it's, I think oh, the revenge is based on, like. Oh, is he your subordinate? What are you, poor? So, no, it's, it's always this, like, I look great and you can't, and, like, you can't have me. But I, I say you yeah. always because it's not like I have these, but I remember distinctly having them and then telling somebody, like, then it not really being well received. Like, oh, wait, do other people not think this way? <laughs> these, like, PG, like, fantasies in your head. I don't know. Okay, um, no, I remember... <laughs> The PG fantasy, I very much remember you explaining. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> and I will cut it out if you can. Okay, okay. But it was basically you being like, I want someone to... <laughs> You're like, I <laughs> I want to be, like, on my period. <laughs> and, like, someone, like, taking care of me. <laughs> like, absolutely. Taking care of my Absolutely, yes. You know what? I'm trying to think. You don't have to cut that out. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> You know what? And I have that now, and I absolutely do. All all last Wait, week. You get care. You you get like care when you have your period. Not in not in the type of like you know an after school special. But <laughs> I think um, I. It's funny the things that I used to fantasy like fantasize about. Like these are the PG fantasies, and most of them have come true. You know, and I, I think that's when you know you're in like a good relationship, or like the little things you kind of wanted end up happening not by sheer amount of effort but just like the natural flow of the relationship um well the thing that's funny is that like you know there's so many like i think it's very normal even like to have pg like i'm sorry revenge fantasies now of like people from the past right because we're like you know as people were like egotistical like it's normal to be inherently like narcissistic and like kind of incapable of rejection um, but you know, I have been in scenarios where they're like two different people who like I'm dating or like two different prospects and it's a very stressful situation. It's and not fun. <laughs> it is not fun. It's very socially awkward and, um, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> but I think that's why fantasy is so much better than the actual thing, yes, right? And I think yes. that's why in the moment, like, Samantha in this episode, it, the, the fantasy of leaving him is so great. And she ends up not, you know, doing it because he kind of beats her to the punch. Yes. I think, and I oh think that's why it's so important to fantasize. And I truly mean in whatever, sexual, PJ, revenge, that it's so important because you get to kind of work out and experience these emotions without actually mm-hmm. having to, like, get into the nitty-gritty yes. of, like, real life, which usually kind of sucks compared to, like, some of yes. the fantasies you have. So I think um, I did – I like that you mentioned that for this plot line because it was so relatable in a sense with what Samantha wanted, that she just wanted to get her power back and feel yes. a sense of control. And basically Samantha was like um, – you know, the guy basically said, like, oh, I'm going to miss you. And she's like, what do you mean, silly? She's like, and he's like, I'm, I'm getting, getting back, back together with, with Anka. And he's like – it's mostly financial. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, 
Okay, we have been talking for a while, and we still have not addressed Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, let's. Uh, do you want to give like a little brief? Okay, quick little um debrief little summary on Charlotte. Charlotte is out to dinner with this guy. She's quote unquote wearing her glasses and didn't wash her hair, and he's coming off gay, right? Like he. <laughs> kind of, sorry, but like when I first listened to him, I assumed just based on tone of voice that he was gay yeah. and, and their relationship, and he and also Carrie, I think he's like uh, obsessed narrates. with Martha Stewart too. He is, like and like even when they first meet, Carrie, narr- Carrie narrates like her gay friend. Charlotte was making history as well. <laughs> Tired of the Neanderthal she'd been dating, she was spending her Saturday night with a gay friend who catered parties for the gallery. Dessert chef Stefan Bodine. I had no idea that Betty Buckley was so talented. Please, she is the cat's pajamas. <laughs> Why do people say that? I have no idea. Maybe because she was in cats. <laughs> and so then they have this conversation, and then she gets into the cab, and he, like, it's this romantic kiss. And Charlotte's face is so great in this scene because she's like, We'll have to put this on the Instagram because it's yeah. this great face of just absolute shock. Like, she yes. assumed he was gay, this gay friend, yes. and then he kisses her. It's pretty intense. And now she's super confused. And and with this kiss, he's fulfilling every, like, speaking of fantasies, every fantasy she's had of, like, a man just kind of taking the reins and, like, going in for what he wants, right? <laughs> right. And the, and the writers mm-hmm. give her once again a, like, just... <laughs> perfect guy with just a little bit of like a thing missing she's like the golden locks where it's like when is she gonna get it right and Mm -hmm. so in this episode she um keeps having these moments of being like oh he's straight oh he's gay oh he's straight oh he's gay and kind of going back and forth based on like is he you know fulfilling a stereotype of a gay man no wait he's now acting sexually attracted to me so i think this brings up what you mentioned earlier which is like the spectrum of, of like sexual expression right and, I, right and in this episode they talk about in new york city that mm. there's like gay straight man straight men and straight gay men and that there's yes. a lot of like gay straight men in new york just based yes. on like culture access to like beauty routines and whatever I'm trying to find the quote in here. Well, this guy also lives in Chelsea, so it's like, yeah. all right, yeah. lives in Chelsea. He's um, a pastry chef. Pastry chef, which is amazing. I mean, I'd love yeah. to date a pastry chef. Um, but it, it's also just like, I don't know, I think it's important to talk about because, like, obviously, like, I mean, I've always leaned towards more, like, sensitive type of guys or even, like, I've definitely have dated more like effeminate type of guys i'm just so repulsed by like the macho man that like in that whole construct and mm-hmm. but like i have to say like i think that there are many women who um like exacerbate or like you know um put that who actually like influence that macho man stereotype, which is like wanting yeah. like a super muscular guy who's like much taller than them, has to have a six pack, like has to you, like sports and this can't, can't be, say, you know, yeah, you can't say anything sensitive or emotional because then he's like maybe gay. Like I, I just hate that, and so like I think that um, I mean, meanwhile this character is like you know. It's an actor. They're acting, and they they made him way, you know. 
he was, more gay. He was certainly <laughs> effeminate. And, like, yeah. and, and, and they obviously did that for a reason. They're not, he's not like a, he's definitely really effeminate and from like speech, body, mannerisms. Yeah. And I don't interests. even know if effeminate's a fair word to use because they're very masculine gay men, obviously. And like, I think, it, I think it's more of there are like some, um, maybe like token or like, tropes that he's kind of fulfilling which is like yes Cher is playing in the background and she's like Cher and she she's like I love her and he's like she's such a survivor (laughs) (laughs) okay little little side note I was obsessed with Cher as a kid and I really thought I sounded like her and I'm not kidding like I would sing it and be like I sound exactly like Cher like that's really weird I am just like Cher I used to love like that song Believe oh what a record um anyway but I thought that that scene was really interesting because she kind of confronts him about it, right? She's yes. like, have you ever been with a man? He's like, no. Have you ever been with a woman? No. And then she's like, Cynthia Rowley, Martha Stewart. And then he has this great <laughs> line that I love. And he's like, I, yeah. <laughs> and he says, um, Charlotte, I'm a 35-year-old pastry chef who lives in Chelsea. If I were gay, I'd be gay. And that kind of, like, puts it to rest, which is, like, yes. you know what? People determine their own sexuality. Like, Yes, totally. if he's saying this, you have to just, like, accept that. And then they have, like, for what I think for Sex and City, you know, terms was pretty good sex scenes. Like, yeah. snippets. Usually yeah. they're really corny and not, like, attract, like, any attractive yeah. Like, no one watches this show for the sex scenes because they're all kind of outrageous. But these were actually, like, sensual. Yeah. Um, And I thought that was good writing to kind of show, like, the attraction between them. And, um, but then in the morning, I don't know. Do you want to explain that scene? Well, okay. So in the morning, they're in his, like, amazing kitchen because he's a pastry chef and has a great kitchen. And, um, like, we start hearing little... type of noise and charlotte's like what is that like chirping noise and he's like i don't know and then he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and there's um a mouse in the kitchen and like the mouse is caught in the sticky trap and like can't get out and so and he basically starts freaking out and like obviously they're painting him to look quote unquote very gay um you know what the show is trying to do and then she decides she like can't handle a guy who can't that. like freaking murder a animal. <laughs> I know, and and I I think the the quote was um, at that moment Charlotte realized her masculine side wasn't evolved enough for a man whose feminine side was as highly evolved as Stefan's. Oh my God! Legs are stuck. Ew! Ew! Ew. Do something! Don't kick it to me! So it's really, and I kind of like that they put it on Charlotte, that she wasn't open enough. It wasn't his problem. It's that she was like, hey, I'm not, you know, evolved enough. And I think there are women who experience this. I'm not going to say, like, specific names right now, but, like, it is, um, I think women can be really hard on men. Oh, my God. Right? And I think women get kind of a pass to be as masculine as they want. And 
so at times, you know, at we times, get to kind right. of play into both feminine and masculine parts and energies within ourselves because I do at believe times, everyone has though. it. At times, yeah. I think I think it's more accepted than men straight men playing into like their well, feminine sides. Well, I I kind of want to challenge that because as we saw with Miranda Ooh. and Steve in the last episode, she <sighs> she was kind of fulfilling a more aside from the bright orange pixie cut, a more like masculine type of kind of okay role and he like by being you know the quote-unquote breadwinner and he like was very uncomfortable with her like assertiveness and like you know what i mean that but i don't think her sexuality was put into question i think her that's level true of attractiveness was put into question very true right very and i true. think that's where men don't get a pass sexually yes if I they agree. exhibit anything quote-unquote that's gay Whereas Quote, women, yes, I, if they, if yes. they, quote unquote, and if women exhibit something that's a little bit more masculine or dominant, it's not like, well, you're a lesbian, <laughs> you know? It's because, more like, oh, oh like, uh, okay. she's too right. dominant or whatever. She's not, it's, it's a level of attractiveness, but I don't think their identity is questioned. Whereas I think right. men's is, and I think when your identity is questioned, you obviously are more defensive and it's more difficult for men. Um, so I, I did like that the episode ended with like, Charlotte wasn't evolved enough. It wasn't right. his problem. Right, 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 you know? right. right. Um, but I, I thought that that plot line was great. And I think she looked absolutely amazing in this episode. She looked she beautiful. Did. She and did. With the blue shirt and the white socks. Like, doesn't everyone want to look like that in the morning? I also loved that, like, mint, like, tube top. <sighs> dress that she had the one where he's like is that Cynthia Rowley I know know. she looked so good and then when she also at the bar when she had her hair like just like wash and go yeah when the girls like I love when she she kind of does like a natural hair um yeah I think we went over every plot line well um I'm trying to think we did Sam Revenge Miranda Ovaries yes I do have um I have a few Samantha Zingers I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Oh, I've got one. I know what yours is. And this has to do with Carrie finally admitting that she finally pooped at Big's place. Okay, that is not mine. My Okay, so... What? Okay. okay. <laughs> my, my Samantha Zinger... I have a few, but my main one is um, Charlotte's, like, throwing back, like, one of her, like, you know, hormone replacements or hormone Miranda, supplements. Yeah. Sorry, Miranda's throwing. And Samantha goes, are those recreational? Because this drink isn't doing it for me. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. Is those recreational? Oh, oh, oh. Now I know which one you're referring to. Um, Should I one... say it? Yeah, you say it. Okay, so Carrie is just so proud that she's like, I went number two. Yeah. And then, and first off, that's shocking that you waited that long to do that. And I mean, I've told. I mean, story. I don't think it's shocking. I've just gotten used to it. I've been dating Dave for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Teach their own. So you know, and Charlotte's like, no, 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 and she's like, I once dated an entire guy without doing that. Yada yada. And then so Charlotte says, like, I have never done a number two at a boyfriend's place. And Samantha says, Honey, you're so uptight. You would need to do a number seven, <laughs> which I really like because. Charlotte's fairly tight. Well, that's so funny because that's not my singer is the other one in that the same, you know, dialogue, which is Samantha's like, that's why I only date rich men. <laughs> <laughs> money money means there's enough space to dins- distance yourself from the number two. 
<laughs> like, i.e., there's extra bathrooms and stuff. <laughs> Which is so true. Like, New York so bathrooms. So true. My God. When I was when I was home in Michigan, you know, I live in the suburbs. We have like a, a nice house, and like there was so much room to just like go to the bathroom and just to like leave the space and be so far away from others that you could just be in peace. Whereas, like, I have to literally shit while Dakota's like on a work call, and like we're only five feet away from each other, and he's on a work call, and I'm in there. And I'm, like, turning the water on, and I'm, like, trying. And it's just so awful in New York. It really is. It's so unfair. And I was like, Dakota, put your headphones on. (laughs) Headphones on, noise canceling in their mode. So I, in San Francisco, two apartments ago, I was subletting. Um, There was a bathroom that was shared between me and the other room. And then there was a bathroom that was off of the kitchen. It was honestly like <laughs> you had to pick your poison. <laughs> because the bathroom that was like next to the kitchen, like the wall didn't go all the way up to the ceiling. It was like it was like a cubicle basically. <laughs> <laughs> and you could hear everything. But it, at least it had that, like, you know, fan noise. Yeah, of course, yeah. Now, the other one... Of course, one, it's by the kitchen. Ventilation. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, thank God, barely. And meanwhile, then there's the other bathroom, which is, like, the ensuite between me and the other room, where the door was basically made out of, like, a freaking vanilla wafer. It was just... <laughs> it was cardboard. And you could hear everything on that Every side. Every plop plop was disturbed. <laughs> just had, terrible. And if you think this sound was bad, like, you could smell it, too. It was... I was... You don't even understand how angry I got. I was so upset. It was very upsetting. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's, it's, it and, is. And the thing is, I wasn't living with a boyfriend. It was, like, a random Craigslist guy who, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I... All the time. He... And I... And then... All, he went all the time, so it made it even worse. And then, but the oh. thing is, when I'd have, like, a guy over or whatever, I'd, I'd always say, like, oh, like, it, it was awkward, but I literally would say, like, why don't you go into the bathroom off the <laughs> kitchen? <laughs> I said, like, you can hear everything, like, in this That's bathroom. Good. at least you did that, because it's, I like... I know, but it's, like, it still is... weird to acknowledge that I can hear everything. It's so hard. And, like, everyone in in who lives in a big city and has to share like a tight quarters with somebody it's just park the course but it takes some getting used to when you like when i first started dating dakota like and i've told the story and you it's on the podcast like i think I'm God yes what it was and like thank god like it was the farting episode the farting oh god with, with, with h um because it's like I'm really uptight about something and like, and, like, and like I would call this quote unquote bathroom humor and now I'm so much better about it because Dakota has like you know not great you know what I mean it's just like it's just better but uh poor Carrie poor also Carrie. like the pandemic has really just loosened up oh, wait, wait 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 I have an amazing number two story if you want to hear it okay. yeah go for it so this was before this was when I was um, dating that guy um the director guy Andrew Wonder you can bleep it out okay I'll bleep and this remember this out. guy and I brought him I, to, I do. to benefit and I had like seven martinis oh that was not good so oh no I was oh, he was coming back from a trip and I was gonna go over that morning and I, and I on the subway ride I was like I 
have to. Oh, wait, I know this. I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) I actually have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I don't want to do it in his apartment. Like, we're not really, like, dating, dating yet. And I went into the Starbucks, okay, (laughs) that's, like, on, like, 15th and something in Chelsea. And I went, and then I looked, and there was no toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) And that bathroom is so, like, big. So just, like, you know, I'm kind of, like, already fearful because, like, I hope the door is locked. Like, I'm pantsless. I'm, like, trying to figure out what I can do. to get into full-on MacGyver mode. (laughs) (laughs) No, I (laughs) Do you want to know what I did? I found a receipt in my receipt where it was like like the receipt like the, the ink had faded and I was like oh here we go it was I was so fucking bad I, I to this day will not go into that Starbucks just out of spite that they did not have toilet paper um, well okay I was like going rushing to his house and like going to the bathroom <laughs> I mean this might be too graphic so but I thought you were gonna say that which is what I would have done is I would have, one, taken the receipt, but if that wasn't good enough, I would have literally just taken my underwear and then thrown it away. Used my underwear and then thrown it away. Oh. That's <laughs> smart. I, you know what? Next time. Next, <laughs> guys, Hopefully next time if you are in a Starbucks and you do not have toilet paper and you can't yell out to anybody, there's no call button. Oh, my um, God. Oh, my God. I know. Absolutely mortifying. Um. Okay. <laughs> We are towards the end of our episode. Let's call out some fashion. I've got a bunch of Carrie call-outs for fashion. Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. Okay, I've got my favorite outfit for fashion. This episode is actually a Samantha outfit. Oh, which one is it? She's wearing this, like, mint top. Like, it has kind of, like, fun, flowy sleeves, and it's tucked into, like, a, like light lemon color skirt yes yes and then she has gold hoops and yes yes, yes. Um, i know exactly she's walking with carrie right and then she has like white cat eye glasses and i thought it was very of today oh yeah early um, 2000s look she's yeah because they do a lot of bold colors with her Lots yes of bold, they do. fun colors um so my fashion is just one i gotta call out carrie's body when she's wearing the halter top and the skirt like her yeah Pilates abs are insane Always with her insane. tan she looks great um she has an amazing blue floral robe I think she's worn it before <laughs> it's great mm-hmm. and I love her white flower dress with her hair she's got like the long hair she's got that like 2000 hair where you take a little bit in the front with a bobby pin and oh, it's just we've been talking yes. about floral dresses so much for heather's wedding that yes. like anytime i see a great floral dress my eyes just they mental peak. note um yeah. and then we talked about um charlotte's good fashion um yeah she was cute but oh wait do we have time for a carry tracker i don't need professional help i've got you guys yeah, for about another 10 minutes oh yeah we always have time for you. this is the girls were at the bar they're talking about something poor miranda is talking about her goddamn ovary you know charlotte's <laughs> talking about this and then carrie just like out of nowhere is like hey 
is anyone going to notice my purse? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. And it's so teeny. They're like, oh, it's nice. It's just like, Carrie, no one gives a fuck about your purse. We've moved on from that. No, totally. But the the relevance is that she's not caring. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she doesn't have to worry about bringing. Her anthropological experiment is like working. She doesn't have to bring shit around. All these people are fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm sorry, but like, I like live with tote bags on my arms at all times. Like, I. Like, Even when I'm going out to meet somebody, I have a million <laughs> things with me. I am the type yeah. of person, if you ask me for lip balm, I'll be like, what kind? What kind yeah. do you I want? Need- I have three in here. I need a book for the subway. I need, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, what are I you know. talking about, Gary? Um, okay, what are you giving this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. I know I'm, mine. I know mine. Should we say it at the same time? One. Two, three, four, four. Five. Okay. I'm giving it a more conservative four. Rating. I gave it a 4.5 because I really just actually absolutely en- enjoyed watching this episode. Yeah. Um, and I think it made me feel like, ooh, we're getting into good season two. Well, part of me wonders if we should like adjust the rating at some point. We could. We could. We could do once we, once we start getting some freaking, you know, all-star, you know, starters like Aiden. And stuff like that. It really I know, changes. Because, like, what I if I look back, like, is, is a four point five too lenient? It might be because five is our five. But yeah. I, I really enjoyed this one, um, and because it was just so f- funny in both bad and good ways. But um, next week we have hoo, 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 we have episode twelve, which is I'm trying to remember the name of this episode, and I'm like blanking on it. It is do, 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 do. Oh, this one is so sad. Is this the Hamptons one? No, this is the La Dolier Exquise. Like the what is it that that Ex- exquisite pain, pain or something? Yeah, I guess. And this is when Charlotte has her the shoe fetish guy. Samantha introduced the girls to S and M, and then Carrie's quote unquote not a big deal to Mister. Oh boy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the one where they, like, end it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He says the Paris thing. Oh, this is – oh, guys, we're going to have to get into this. And I, I, I'm I, pretty sure we're going to have a special guest on next week, and I think it's going to be my sister. And I'm going to text her after this to confirm. Right. I texted her today, and I was like, which one are you going to come on? My older sister, Catherine, um, who I just adore. So, guys, Miranda's, thanks for joining At us. L? And I cannot wait to – See you next week. We'll have two episodes up? Or is the other episode up now? The other episode's up. Oh. But listen, everyone. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.